This is Registry, a podcast from Office Supply Publishing and Klaus Gunpoint. The static arts are fairly decently represented on the registry, but... There are a couple that are missing that I think are really, really significant. And I mentioned a couple of them. Uh, the Jackson Pollock film of him painting. There's a Pablo Picasso film that of him creating a work on glass that would be amazing. Of course, the entire documentary Painter's Painting. But the big one for me that is missing, at least recently, and the reason why I'm doing a whole bunch of Calder this week, is called The Work of Calder. And it's an amazing, amazing, amazing film because it is the expression of the American avant-garde in 1949-1950. Because we had, at that point, working in the static arts, we had the abstract expressionists. In the film arts, we were getting all of these people. Richter was working. We had all of these abstract filmmakers. Harry Smith was still doing his amazing stuff. And it's all happening in this sort of varying realm. And what was done with the work of Calder was it was a combination of so many different avenues of the avant-garde in America. It was the film avant-garde. The look of this film is very different, and the structure is so strange. It opens with a boy on a beach, and there's some wonderful abstract imagery that's supposed to be him signaling with a mirror on the beach. And then Burgess Meredith, who also produced this, starts to talk about how the boy was on the beach and he saw some strange movements and he went to go see. And it's not until then, more than five minutes in, that we finally experience Calder himself. And for you know a movie of less than 20 minutes, that's pretty impressive. A quarter of it is just set up. Then... We see Calder and he talks, the narrator talks about how he did this work, and then we get this beautiful shot of the pieces that he worked. Actually, my favorite is of scraps that he has cut out of the metal just falling to the ground in a pile. It's, it's gorgeous. But then there's the music. The music is composed by John Cage, probably the leading avant-garde composer of the 20th century, at least the first half at least the first three quarters. Eh. But his score here is beautiful, and it is the audio equivalent of a Calder mobile. It's ringing, it's distant, it's thready. It's non-consistent. It's morphing. And it is perfect for this video. Absolutely perfect. I couldn't think of a better piece to explain what Calder was without using words than John Cage's score here. And of course, the work itself is avant-garde. Everything that Calder did was so different from what else was going on in the, the world at that point. And there are actually some very nice representative pieces that are shown here. I had never known Calder as a representative artist 
I had known him only as sort of hyper abstract. And there's really a couple of beautiful, beautiful pieces that are his human form. Just gorgeous. There's one moment that really moves me. And it's when it's a shot that's up that shows a whole bunch of Calder's mobile spinning at once. And it completely reminded me of an optical poem, another film that we've talked about all over the place in this set of podcasts. Because it was the real world realization of that film, which itself was a real world realization. It's a bunch of uh, cut paper pieces that are spun and they're on wires. But here, that exact same thing is happening, except these pieces are museum pieces. They're non-ephemeral. And that alone makes this a magnificent film that absolutely 100% should be on the registry. And it's going to be added to my list of recommendations, as I do every year, along with the Patterson Gremlin film and... Blair Witch Project and Stop Making Sense and the Blues Brothers and on and on. But this is one that definitely needs to be included. 